0: You in this place we thank you even now heavenly father for what you're about to do we submit to your will and to your divine authority and father we ask you now to loose from our mind and from our heart anything that is not like you any worry father any distractions we ask you now to move them out of the way that we might hear from you and that In this moment, you may teach us how to transition through seasons. And Father, as your word comes forth today, use me as your manservant. Let no part of me hinder you or hold you back, but use me from the top of my head down to the very soles of my feet. Take now, Father, the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart that you will make it acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Changing seasons. Musicians, before I leave here today, I want y'all to lay hands on me because I just believe that sometimes God will transfer the anointing between the brother on the drums and the brother on the keys and the brother on that bass. I don't know what it is about a bass, but a bass just makes you look cool. I, I, I thought about it a few times, just kind of grabbing and standing in the corner. You know, you got you kind of got this bass swag to you. So I just want y'all musicians just to lay hands on me and see if God will transfer some. I, I promise if he transfer, it will not leave you. It'll just be some of it deposited in me. Season, beloved, season is a time or an appointed time. A season is a period, period or an era that has been arranged by God. Every season has a purpose, and every purpose has a season. Seasons, church, are arranged by God, and they reveal to us that he is actively engaged in our lives. We serve a God that does not change, but we, as the people of God, are always going through change. God has ordained seasons to move us from one period of time to the next period of time. But no matter what period of time we are in, we must understand that God is already in this season and God is already present in our next season. Every season has a purpose, and every purpose has a season. Seasons, beloved, represents those times in life where things are changing or things are about to change. As the seasons evolve in nature before us, as we go from spring to to fall and from fall to winter and from winter to summer, Each season has an expectation that things are about to change. As we went through fall a few months ago, it was difficult to tell fall from summer. But now that we're in the heart of winter, it is easy to tell that we are in a different season. Some seasons are similar while other seasons are completely different. The trouble about seasons is that we have no no control when seasons come in, nor do we have control when seasons go out. That There are some seasons, there are some times in our life that are so good that we don't want them to come to an end. There are some seasons in our life that equally we cannot wait for them to go out. There are seasons in our life where it seems like trouble bothers us every day of the week. And we are earnestly waiting and excited for this season to come to an end. We have those times where we experience one hit after another, one tragedy after another. And in those seasons, we are looking, watching, and waiting for this season to come to an end. You may visit a friend and ask the friend to pray you through a season. I'm a guy who watches a lot of movies, and I watched The Wizard of Oz growing up Till I got educated and watched The Wiz. But but you might go to Dorothy, a friend named Dorothy, and, and you click your heels three times, but sometimes three clicks and a hope does not make your season change. We have those times in our life, beloved of God, where we're literally counting down the moments till the pain is over. Some years ago, back in the early 2000s, I came down with a bad case of kidney stones. After having an event for the church and playing all day long with the young people, I woke up the next morning with a pain in my back. And as I tried to stretch, as I tried to, to get the pain to subside, it got worse and worse and worse. And finally, I ended up in the hospital and they said, you're in renal failure and your body cannot pass liquid. And they said, all we can do for you is use a laser to blow it up. But you'll have to pass the stones on your own. And anybody who's ever had kidney stones, that's the worst 45 seconds of your life. But, beloved, I learned how to count down them 45 seconds. Oh, oh, I knew before it started that it was going to be painful. But I knew one thing, that trouble doesn't last always. And so sometimes, beloved, we have to wait our way through difficult and troublesome seasons. And so today, beloved of God, I want to to share with you how we can better navigate when our seasons change. Let me first by establishing the fact that God is the one who established seasons. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 14, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens uh, uh, to be divided the day from the night and let them be for signs and season for days and years. That God gave us seasons to identify when things are changing. God gave us the sun as one sign and the moon as another sign. God gave us the sun for multiple reasons. God gave us the sun so that we would have light in the earth. God gave us the sun so that we might have heat in the earth. But God also gave us the sun to create the atmosphere where oxygen exists so we would have an atmosphere where we could live. God equally gave us the moon to be a reflector of the sun at night. God gave us the moon to give us something that even in the darkest hours, there's a reason to look up and be glad. God also gave us the moon to give us gravitational pull. And so as long as the moon is in its right place, the earth can move and you won't even feel it. God gave us the moon so that gravity would hold us down when life starts moving too fast. Oh, God gave us the sun and the moons for particular reasons, but each of them leads us through our seasons. So God, it is God who has ordained our seasons. It is God who provides everything we need in every season that we live through. So, beloved, I want to encourage you today that you can take your hands off the wheel and get out of the driver's seat. Because whatever season you're in, God's got it. Whatever season you're about to go through, God's got it. And whatever time period God has ordained for you to be there, God has got it. Beloved, we got to understand that God does not need our control to make the world go round. The psalmist said it like this If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. That God is saying at the end of the day, he does not need our assistance in order to help us. God is saying that I don't need your recommendation to know what your needs are. God is saying if I had a problem, I would not tell you because you couldn't do anything about it. But thanks be unto God that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So we must understand that it is God who established our seasons and ultimately God is in control of our seasons. So so beloved, how do we make it through changing seasons? We open up the text And we begin to see here in Deuteronomy how God is telling us how to make it through our seasons. In Deuteronomy 11, the writer is expounding on how we can learn to live through changing seasons. Somebody shout changing seasons. Yeah, the first thing that we must do to make it through a changing season is you must remain faithful in your love towards God. Sometimes when we are going through, it is difficult to hold your head up. But regardless of what you go through, the Bible tells us here to remain faithful in your love towards God. The Bible says in verse 13 of Deuteronomy 11, And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, watch this, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Whatever you go through, and no matter how problematic the problem is, don't stop loving God. Beloved, I know sometimes it gets rough, it gets difficult, it gets hard, but sometimes the only thing that can keep you in your midnight hour is to know that God still loves me, and I still love God. Sometimes, church, when you get hit time after time after time, and life won't add up, you can remind yourself like the children's songs, Yes, Jesus loves me. And you can remind yourself not only does he love me, but I love God back. Job would tell you today that my love for God is the only thing that kept me in the most difficult time of my life. Every time Job had a knock on the door, it was bad news. Every time somebody gave Job a word, it was bad news. And every time Job picked himself back up, Job found himself knocked down all over again. Have you ever been in a stage like that in your life? That when you get knocked down and just when you get back up, here comes life to hit you and knock you down one more time. And if it wasn't bad enough that life was knocking him down, here comes his wife with good intentions. His wife said, Job, you're sick. Job, you're broke. And Job, you're sad. Why don't you go ahead and curse God and die? But Job thought that thing through and he said, you are right. Yes, I'm sick. Yes, I'm broke. And yes, I'm sad. But despite what I'm going through, I still love God. And God still loves me. Job went through the biggest test that anybody could go through. But Job would have me to testify today in tabernacle of praise. That regardless of what you go through, don't let go of your love for God. When sickness wraps your body, don't let go of your love for God. If your house gets foreclosed on, don't let go of your love for God. If a loved one passes away, don't let go of your love for God. When you can't hold on to nothing else, you hold on to the fact that God loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son and I refuse to stop loving God because I'm going through a storm. Do I have a witness in tabernacle of praise that can shout right now that I still love God? I've been through the storm and I've been through the rain, but at the end of the day, I still love God. I've been sick, I've been foreclosed on, been through a divorce, but I still love God. No matter what you go through, don't lose your love for God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't lose your love for God. The second thing, second thing I want you to know is that seasons are personalized. Seasons are personalized. Watch this in verse 14 that I will give you the reign of your lands. Yeah, you missed that. I will give you the rain, that's a definite article, the, not a rain, but the rain, because it's, it's meant for your life. <laughs> and I'll give your land in his due season, the first lane and first rain and the latter rain. God said, your seasons are personalized. They are set up just for you. They are tailor-made just for you. There's some some nice dressing brothers in Tabernacle of Praise. And they'll tell you, you can go to the suit store and pull off a 46 regular. But if you really want a nice suit, you need to get one that's custom tailored for you. You you see, whenever we go to Africa, Bishop takes us to his tailor. I'm telling Bishop's business. And, and, And the tailor measures our dimensions. And he builds a suit just to fit me. You see, you got to understand that that your storm and your season are custom-tailored for you. It it, it is pre-cut to your dimensions because some of us are thicker at the top and thinner in the middle. Some of us are thicker in the middle and thinner at the top. But what you got to see today is that your storm has been pre-measured and pre-designed to fit your life. In the text, your season lets you know that you've been chosen that the season didn't choose you, but God chose you for the season. Your season takes you through chosen land and through chosen moments. And as you go through chosen land, through chosen moments, you'll begin to see the Siamese twins called progress and regress progress and regress are Siamese twins they are conjoined twins because there is no progress without some regress because progress takes me forward and regress makes me reflect back I need a praying church up in here that my season has been set up and God will only let me go out so far without bringing me back to remind me that I did not get myself where I am right now will you touch somebody say neighbor it wasn't your education that brought you all right now it's the goodness of the Lord Oh, but baby, but progress and regress are conjoined twins. But you can't have progress without regress because God has got a way in the middle of your season. So you won't think that it's you that got you where you are. God will let a storm come to blow you back a couple of steps to remind you that if it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord who has been on your side, you would not be where you are today. Nobody's better to tell this than Moses. Moses was born in bondage. Moses grew up in the enemy's house. Moses committed a crime for all the right reasons. Moses went on the run for his life while he was running he met his boo thing and after he met his boo thing he met his boo thing's father and there he fell in love with jethro and then he had a meeting on the back side of the mountain with god you may look at all of that and say that was an accident that was a coincidence but no 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 God had to raise Moses in the enemy's house because he had to let Moses know that when I bring you back to this place, no matter how good it is, this place is not your home. And I stopped by York, South Carolina to tell somebody this place is not your home. And no matter how good it is, God has greater on the other side of this season. Can somebody look up and say, God's got greater in my next season will you high five somebody say neighbor God's got greater in my next season I know it feels like you've been set up, but you haven't been set up by the devil. You've been set up by God to live through this storm so that when you come out, God will get glory out of your life. So for those of you who've been wrestling and battling and fighting, God told me to tell you it's only a test. And when you come out, he shall bring you forth as pure gold only way gold to be purified is it's got to get heated up and the impurity scooped out some of you been going through the heat but God is purifying you so when you come out you'll come out as pure gold thank God right now I'm going through the storm but when I come out I'm going to shine. I'll have value. And I'll be greater than when I went through. Lay your hands on yourself. I'm going to be greater when I come out. Go ahead and thank God. Go ahead and bless him. Go ahead and shabak him. He's worthy. And as I go through, I like to ride roller coasters. (laughs) Me and my wife go to Florida every year. And we ride big old roller coasters. And they give you this disclaimer. When you sit down, pull down the lap bar and keep your hands inside the vehicles. They said, but when you go to the top of the ride, before you come down, throw your hands up. I stop by to tell somebody you need to sit down pull the lap bar down and lift your hands and give him praise you're riding but he's driving he's in control he's got it all in his hands shall thank you for my season for my season third thing, third thing As I hasten on my third thing here, third thing is here is I got to see purpose in my rainy season. i got to see purpose in my rainy season. Watch the text that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. Can you see how God personalized that? He gave masculinity to the season. You're not ready. you're not ready for that I'll come back and explain that another time He said I'll do it in the land in his due season watch this the first rain and the latter rain the early rain and the late rain he said but but there's a purpose for the rain and sometimes when it rains we don't like it. I, I pastor a Baptist Church y'all know Baptist believes in total submersion under the water but Baptists don't like rain. Because they don't come to church when it rains. Mm, Some of y'all hadn't been raised in the Baptist church. You don't know what I'm talking about. If it rains outside, I don't care if it's drizzling, but they don't come to church. But you got to understand that there is a purpose for your rain. Somebody shout purpose for my rain. Oh, there there are primarily church only two seasons, and the other two seasons are precursors to the real seasons. There is only summer and winter. Spring is the setup for summer, and fall is the setup for winter, or depending on your perspective. Spring is the warming up after a cold winter because God doesn't want to take you from ice cold to piping hot. It's the setup for my next season. So depending on your point of view, it can be proactive or reactive. Spring can set up summer or spring can can migrate me from winter to summer. But you got to understand that rain has a different purpose in different seasons. Sometimes beloved the rain is for the seed and sometimes the rain is for the atmosphere I'm getting ready to holler right now sometimes the rain is for the seed And sometimes the rain is for the atmosphere. I'm going to say it one more time before I holler. Sometimes the rain is for the seed. And sometimes the rain is for the atmosphere. Whenever it rains in winter, in October and November, that's what we call the cold rain. But what you got to understand about the cold rain is when rain comes down in the wintertime and it looks like nothing's happening on the surface you got to understand that the cold rain soaks down in the ground and the cold rain makes it down to the seed that's underneath the ground you see if the rain did not fall in the winter there would be no crops in the spring I got to preach all by myself you see if it doesn't rain in the winter time I won't be ready for my spring or my summer sometimes church when you are rain is coming down in the winter season. You just got to remind yourself that this rain is for my seed and even though it looks like nothing's happening, something's happening below the surface. I wish I had a praying church. The winter rain is where God does his things behind the scenes. The winter rain is where it looks like nothing's happening but behind the scenes. God is articulating and making some things work together for your good. In the cold rain, God is doing work that you can't see right now. But if you hold on through the winter month, the spring will come and what's under the ground will bud. You see, sometimes the rain is about the seed, and sometimes the rain is about the atmosphere. When we get into the summertime and things get hot, we still need the crops to grow. You see, sometimes the atmosphere is not conducive for crops to live. So God has to send ladder rain to cool down the atmosphere to sustain the stuff that's trying to die in my life can I speak a prophetic word real quick I need to tell somebody that God sent the rain because what he gave you was about to burn up and God had to stop time in time to stop time in time to save for you what he purposed for you, what he chose for you. So God had to cool down the atmosphere and for those of you that's in a latter rain season where God is cooling things down, you gotta understand this. The only way to sustain a leaf is through water. so he said, I'm going to send the latter rain to change your atmosphere. Church, sometimes we need God just to shift the atmosphere. (laughs) Y'all know we're talking about the whole man in this consecration. Sometimes I need God to do something with my haven, the things that are around me. Because there are things that try to tank our atmosphere. But that's why God called us to be those who are on the wall and not a thermometer. You see, a thermometer can only judge what the atmosphere is doing but when you're a thermostat you can change the atmosphere there's a lot of people in church who act like thermometers and they can look and tell you what the present temperature is but there's some folk that's been through some stuff who live through hell and high water who can shift the atmosphere god said i need some thermostat folk who can learn how to shift Your atmosphere. Is there somebody in the house that's ready to shift the atmosphere? Don't Tell me what the temperature is. I need somebody that can get in heaven and shake the ground to make my atmosphere change right now. High five, somebody. Say, neighbor, I'm gonna shift the atmosphere. You can sit down if you want. You can cry if you want. I'm gonna shift my atmosphere. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna fast gonna keep seeking God till he shifts my atmosphere look up to whatever, I say Lord shift my atmosphere hallelujah thanks be unto God my latter rain my latter rain is to shift my atmosphere yeah 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 I'm going to give you this fourth thing about a change in season and I'm going back up the road understand this seasons seasons change to bring you your yield seasons change to bring you your yield seasons change to bring you your yield watch the text, verse 14 that I will give you the rain of your land In his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. Pay particular attention that there is a distinction between corn and wine and oil. Text could have very simply said, corn, wine, and oil but it put a divider in there, and it put a conjunction in there to let you know that they're separate but yet together because each one represents a different yield. There are some seasons and sometimes where we keep giving up stuff, where we keep having to yield stuff. There are some seasons where more is being taken from us than it seems are being given to us. And in those times, we question God: When will it be my turn? Mm, yeah, y'all got caught. Y'all got quiet on me right there. That that maybe maybe you never been through a season where you wanted to ask God: God, when when will it be my turn? God, I've been there for for them. I've been there for him. I've been there for her. But but God, I want to you know when will it be. My turn. I, I see everybody else getting healing and and getting breakthrough. And and God, I, I prayed for them, and you did it. But God, when will it be my turn? God, God, when will my season yield what I've been sowing in everybody else's life? The yield of your season gives you the option to learn how to wait. Because if you can learn how to wait, the yield will have greater value. If you can learn to wait on God, when your crop comes in, you'll learn how to value your crop a little bit greater. It breaks up between the corn, the wine, and the oil. One translation refers to it as the grain and the wheat instead of corn. But the corn great, grain or wheat represents the things of the flesh that need to be separated and taken away because the last thing you want is a blessing that you're not spiritually mature enough to handle. I got ready to take something out of the oven a few weeks ago and it was a tinfoil pan and I felt like I could just grab it and put it on top of the stove. So I opened up the oven with my bad self and grabbed the hot pan and the hot pan reminds Reminded me, no matter how long you've been cooking in the kitchen, you can't handle hot stuff any your kind of way. But it reminded me that before I handle this, I need to put some gloves on my hand. I can't get no help in here that you just can't handle some stuff right now. But God's got to teach you to wait so you'll know how to handle it when it comes out. Sometimes we must go through the winnowing process where God separates us from the stuff that is no good in our life. Whenever they winnowed wheat and grain, the wheat and the grain and the tare would all grow together. We also call it the chaff. And so they would take like a pitchfork and they would throw it down into the chaff and the grain and the wheat and they would throw it up in the air. The chaff would be blown away by the wind and the weight of the wheat would make it fall down. There's some stuff in our life that God has to separate but in order for God to separate it out of our flesh he's got to dig way down in us throw us up in the air and let the bad stuff blow off and let the good stuff fall to the ground. That's the stuff in our flesh, church, that God has to weed out so we'll be ready to receive our crop. The wine represents the things that are maturing in our lives. I'm not a wine drinker, but I heard somebody say that the longer wine sits, the better it tastes. Now, some of y'all are some wine aficionados, and I know you can explain why people smell wine and, and why they slosh it around in their mouth. But I heard a commercial back in the day that said we will sell no wine before it's time I know y'all heard the commercial not that you're drunk It. it ain't my business but it said we will sell no wine before it's time. You see, church, sometimes waiting matures us and it teaches us how to be still while God is working some stuff out. It teaches you how to mature and not wine because God has not turned things around yet. The wine teaches me how to wait and I realize that when I learn how to wait it gives greater value to my crop. The The oil represents the olive and the olive represents medicine and merchandise. Oil can be used to sell and to be your livelihood, but before the olive produces oil, it's got to be crushed and go through a process where the hull and the grind get separated from the pure of the oil, and some of you have been going through the pressing process in order for God to get your oil to come out, but God told me to stop to tell somebody that when you come through this process you will yield what God ordained you to yield. Your gifts shall spring forth and God will use you like never before. And I know some of you in here right now, you've been going through a winnowing process where God has been separating stuff out of your flesh and then God told you to sit down and wait for a little while and now you're going through the pressing process. The good thing. Baby, is that when you come out, uh, grain can be used for a lot of different things. Uh, Grain can make bread, Uh, grain can make paste. Uh, You see, you're going to be more useful when you come out of this. Uh, When you touch somebody, say, neighbor, when you come out of this. you're going to be more versatile. You're going to be able to do more stuff because God has sent you through a season that has tested your metal. But when my oil begins to flow and my healing begins to happen, I'll come out with a praise like never before. And I know some of you sitting here right now, you may not have a holy dance, but baby, thank God I got a praise. Some folk got a cute shout. Some people have a I shout, but baby, when you come out of a storm, God will give you a radical praise and you will bless God wherever you are. I heard the psalmist say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that's within me. I'm going to bless his holy name. So excuse me if I dance. Excuse me if I shout. Excuse me if I don't look cute. But you don't know like I know what the Lord has brought me through. So you may not like my dance but my dance ain't for you. It's for the God of my valley. The God of my storm. The My test, uh, the God of my breakthrough. Uh, Excuse me uh, while I praise Him. Uh, Excuse me uh, while I bless Him. Uh, Excuse me uh, while I give Him the two step. Uh, Excuse me uh, if I lift my hands. Uh, Excuse me uh, if I lift my voice. Uh, But you don't know. Seasons, changing seasons, eventually you will yield if you faint not, eventually your crop will mature if you don't quit, eventually what's been sold in you will come out if you just don't give up and learn how to go through changing seasons with an unchangeable God. But God says, I'm the Lord. I I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So God says, listen, seasons change, but the Lord always stays faithful. And I've got to learn to live through changing seasons. So, So today, church, today as we are taking the next step in this consecration service, maybe you're going through a changing season. You've been waiting, you've been wondering and you've been been saying God win, God God win when? and God God win and, and, and God, why not now? And maybe you've been in a season where God is saying you're just, you're just in the final stage. You're, 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 you're getting ready to come out of winter. It's, 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 it's the latter part of February and, and March is coming. And I want to encourage you today, those of you who have been in that season where nothing's coming above ground, spring is on the way. Spring is on the way, and God says, I will draw out everything I planted in. It's a changing season. And so today I just I just want to, to pray with some people who are living through some troublesome seasons, living through a difficult season. Maybe, maybe it's you, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your health, maybe it's your job, maybe it's issues in the church maybe it's something that you love that just won't seem to turn around but i just i want to i want to pray with you today for those of you